Hey everyone, my name is Maggie Chang. And I'm Elena Cho. And welcome to Gourmand, a show set on empowering the next generation of food lovers and leaders. Today's guests on the show are Pam and Connie of Levin Bakery. You know those thick, huge, decadent-looking cookies you've been seeing all over Instagram? That's Levin. Started in 1995, there are now eight Levins around the country for all your cookie fixes, especially my favorite, the world-famous chocolate chip walnut cookie. On today's episode, we hear the story of how Pam and Connie first met, what it was like opening the bakery in New York's Upper West Side 25 years ago, and how Levin is advocating for world peace one cookie at a time. Let's dig in. First off, thanks so much for being here with us today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. We're so excited. So let's dig in. Uh, First things first, we just want to hear where are you both from originally? Yeah. So this is Pam and I'm actually, I grew up on Long Island. And Connie, um, I grew up in upstate New York, um, just a little bit north of Albany, between Albany and Saratoga. And so how did you guys both find your ways to New York? Because that is where you were when you met, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I kind of knew that I always wanted to end up in the city growing up not too far from the city. And my father worked in the city and I spent a lot of time in the city. So after I graduated from college, I was trying to decide, you know, if I wanted to go to graduate school, what I wanted to do. And in the meantime, I, of course, gravitated to New York City. (laughs) Yeah, and I grew up, like I said, like kind of far from New York, like two and a half hours, three hours north, very unsophisticated, you know, um, and I was always like super fascinated by New York whenever I would go there and thought, you know, I've just, you know, got to live here one day. And um, so that was kind of, I was always kind of fascinated by it. So there's no place like New York City. No, there's not. I mean, it's like an amazing place to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love New York so much. Every time I go there, I feel like I can take over the world. Like magical kind of city. I know (laughs) all the songs about it. They're kind of corny, but they're all like they're so true. It's a very inspirational place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a hard, I mean, I, I grew up in the city in Brooklyn and it definitely, and that's where I want to end up. It's a hard place to leave. I think once you've been there. Yeah, Yeah, it it is. And it's like, it's, it's, New York is hard, you know, especially like, you know, you're first starting out and it's, you know, it's, but it's amazing the confidence that you get from like, you know, enduring it day to day and the people that you meet, it's really incredible. I was going to say that the people that you meet and the energy, you know, it's just really, it's, it's a great place to do anything, you know, everything's so accessible. You have, there's so much opportunity. It's, Obviously, we both really <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you two meet? Um, and I've heard a little bit about this story, but I understand you were both um, at a swimming pool, I think. We did actually both in a swimming pool. The YWCA, it's not there anymore, but um, now there's a huge building, but it was on the Upper East Side, or not the Upper East Side, Midtown. Midtown. Right? Yeah, by, right across from the City Core Center. Um, and there was a pool there and we were part of, a group of people who all met there. We were all kind of the same age at the same, you know, place in life, perhaps. And we all got to be really good friends. There were a couple of guys that we swam with and they were talking about doing these triathlons. And so they convinced us that we should try. Um, so we did try and we sort of became addicted. They're really fun. We started off with a, a sprint distance and ultimately ended up doing an Ironman distance. 
So we spent a lot of time training together and got to be really good, good friends and discovered, you know, although we're very different, we also had a lot in common. Before that, did you guys do any triathlons on your own or did you kind of start this together? We started together. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. You know, it's, it's so great to have a training partner that you can rely on, you know, um, for the camaraderie, for the motivation, you know, for everything about it. So no, we did it. We did it all together. Culminating, like Pam said, in that Ironman, which we did the year before we opened the bakery. Oh, wow. wow. How long did it tra- get, take to train for that? I, I hear it's like two and a half miles of swimming and then like a marathon and yeah. then biking. Two and a half miles, two and a half miles swim, 112 mile bike ride, which you forgot to mention. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a marathon. Yeah. That's, that's wow. a lot of miles. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 140 miles. Yeah. Um, we spent about six months training, but I mean, we had full-time jobs at the time, you know, but pretty much we ate, slept, trained and worked. So it's doable, (laughs) but you have a lot of other responsibilities outside of work. I know. Yeah. So what were, what jobs were you both working at that time? I've had so many jobs. I can't keep track. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I, I was working in fashion. Um, I think, you know, I, I worked for a long time at Norma Kamali. Yeah, I think I was working for a small publishing company that published like an arts magazine. Yeah. Oh, wow. So very different from kind of running bakeries and um, kind of that, that hospitality world. Um, what made you decide, like, I'm going to start like a bakery and kind of jump in and kind of what was it like at the time? And I think Levin opened in 1995. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we knew we both wanted to have our own businesses and, you know, we used to bounce ideas off of each other, but a bakery wasn't really something that we talked about. Um, I had certain ideas about what I wanted to do and kind of sort of had ideas about what she wanted to do. And then we had some ideas that we thought maybe we could do together. But what happened was Connie had ultimately gone to culinary school and was working in restaurants and discovered that she really liked the baking part of it. And I, I grew up loving to bake. Um, and at a certain bread, well, bread baking, I have to say. You were bread baking. Yeah. I mean, I like bread baking, but I also love <laughs> the pastry. The pastry part of it too. I have a, a terrible sweet tooth. So I I love, you know, cakes and cookies and anything freshly made. Um, so Connie was working at a restaurant that was not doing very well. And she had a feeling that she was going to be the next one to be let go. And she came to me and she said, I have, you know, this idea. What if we go to the chef and say, you know, can we barter space for product and try to start this wholesale bakery out of the restaurant kitchen? It was a huge kitchen. It was an old hotel kitchen. So actually the space that we ended up using in the restaurant was pretty much the same size as the first store on 74th street oh wow and what did you make in the in the restaurant we we got um we had wholesale accounts we went around and you know dropped off samples and got wholesale accounts um and and made bread um we made like four or five different types of bread and rolls and things and we probably had about and burger buns for this one restaurant. yeah, yeah yeah like you know tons of hamburger buns. And um, we probably had about 15 accounts that we would deliver to. And, you know, we did basically anything. Well, I kind of got 
anything anyone asked us to do, we were like, yes, yeah, we can you know. do it. So that's the way it started. It was, it was a really great way for us to start because we had very little money. Um, so it was like basically the only investment that we had to make other than our time then was just buying our own ingredients. Um, so mm -hmm. it was pretty low risk because we weren't really sure at all if it was going to work out. So um, we had a very sketchy business plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, was this was this full time as well? Well, Connie was, was still working yeah. in the restaurant um, and I was still working in my fashion job, but it was full time on yeah. top of that. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a really fun. great way to, for us to start because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a huge inve financial investment. Um, but then we did find finally um, our spot on 74th Street because what we really wanted to do was have a retail space as well. So, you know, in a, in a neighborhood that we could become a part of. Um, and that was the really important thing to us. And I mean, it couldn't have, 74th Street couldn't have been a more perfect spot for that. Yeah, what was the Upper West Side like when you guys first found the spot? I imagine it was very, very different than what it looks like today. Very, very different. Yeah. I mean, the Upper West Side now is, you know, very... Very gentrified. And, you know, the yeah. real estate is super expensive. Um, there's tons of restaurants and everything. When we first moved there, when we first moved in there, it was the Upper West Side back then was basically mostly like rent stabilized apartments fairway fairway was a big draw Fairway that was, was a big draw then and i yeah. remember there's a jcc on the corner of 76 doesn't matter 76 street in amsterdam yeah. yeah what was there when we were there was this gas station with like a dirt um yeah there was no pavement it was just like a dirt driveway and you got you know you drove it and you, yeah it was very very well different. and all the street lights used to be out all the time so it was you know we were working a lot like late at night and early in the morning and it was really creepy and i remember i used to call the city you know all the time to try to get them to fix the street lights you know there was a porn star store like half a block from us um it was it, fun though it, it, was, kind of, it was it was like it was much it was edgier very, than um, it is now it was very interesting you know there was always a lot <laughs> a lot of fascinating things happening and what made you guys decide like when you got there wow like this is like the perfect spot to start our bakery the space felt manageable and the, was, rent, the, rent the rent was manageable. affordable yeah place that we could contribute to a neighborhood and become a part, you know, of the neighborhood. We had friends who lived nearby. So, you know, we knew a little bit about what was happening there. Even though it was a small space, it had a really nice, you know, and a down the stairs, a really nice big window out to the street. So you could look out and people could see in and, you know, it was kind of open. It felt good. Yeah. So I'm curious when, when you did into that location did you have a name yet and how did you come up with the name live in we did we had the yes yeah. we had the name we we um decided on the name back when we were still at the restaurant and we wanted the name we didn't want it to be like pam and connie's bakery but <laughs> okay. we wanted a name that was had strong connotations and a Levin is a French word for a sourdough starter. And since we were bread, you know, we thought that'll be great. Um, and, you know, it's so funny because it's really, I think worked out like as like a PR like home run over that we never <laughs> created because like 
no one knows what it means, how to say it. And so, I mean, we've been approached by people who come in the bakery and they'll say, we spent, we, had a, we were at a dinner party last night and the whole conversation, the whole night was about how you say your name, you know, and what it means. And I mean, you really can't ask for much more like, you know, much more like free advertising than, than that. Um, so that was kind of like a, a, something we never thought of, but that's been a, a kind of a real plus. Plus, graphically, it works really well over the word bakery. Yeah. 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 You must get a lot of Levain's. Levion, yeah. Levine's. <laughs> you know, it, I don't care yeah. as long as you're saying it and you're coming to the I store, know. say it however you want. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. So, so you were saying you started out, you know, very bread focused, I know. Um, so how did these famous cookies come about? Well, we were making the cookies for ourselves, you know, when we were training for the triathlon. So, you know, we both like to bake at home. And, uh, at one point, like a couple weeks after we had opened, um, Connie was at the store alone and it wasn't very busy. It took, you know, a really long time to get people, you know, another thing about New York is that people have their their routines. You know, you walk a certain way to the subway, you walk a certain way to work, you stop at the same place every day for the same things, your coffee, your breakfast, whatever it is. So, you know, if you're a new place, it takes time or it did take time well, then for people to find you. Right. Especially before the internet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I'm sure. Basically, you just it was almost like, before the internet. Yeah. yeah I mean, there yeah. was no any, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There were no, yeah. anyway. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, so Connie was at the store alone and she was kind of bored and she was like, oh, I'm going to make a batch of those cookies. So she made a batch, which at the time was about 12 cookies and put them out for sale. And they all sold and we we're like, wow, that's great. Um, didn't think too much of it. And then the next day people came in and were like, where are those cookies? And we we're like, hmm, okay, maybe we should make some more of them. And it just kind of gradually built like that. Well, and also... Just to clarify, it was just the chocolate chip walnut cookie that we started with. Okay. Why was it chocolate chip walnut? Like, I know you guys were making them for training. Was there, like, specific criteria you guys were looking for when you guys designed and, like, made these cookies? More about. No, I think just more about what we I, like. Yeah, more, I think for, mm -hmm. for us, it was more about, like, flavor and texture. Like, for both of us, mm -hmm. those things are really important in food. And yeah. the walnuts... I know a lot of people say they don't like walnuts in their baked cookies or brownies or whatever it is, but I am a huge fan of nuts. And I get into this discussion with my sister all the time because she doesn't like nuts in her brownies and I do. And it's like, it's so much better with that, that flavor and texture to me. Well, I agree. you know, people say now we do have the two chip cookie, but before that, they would, a lot, a lot of people would come in the bakery and ask for the, you know, the chocolate chip cookie without the walnut. And he's like, you know, we don't make it without the walnuts. It's kind of one of those things where the wal the cookie is just better. It's not like this huge walnut experience, but the cookie's better because the walnut is there. You it's know? very subtle. Yeah. It's, that's, you know, Connie's point is sort of that, you know, so many people didn't even realize they were eating walnuts, which is kind of funny. But. Thankfully, they weren't allergic. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I'm definitely team nuts in my brownies and cookies and everything. Oh. I love the oh. texture. The size was really important because it felt it was so good to be able to share it. We think that sharing food brings people together. And that's, you know, you have 
little bit of the crispy, crunchy on the outside and then the softer and if it's warm, gooey inside. And it's super satisfying because we have so much going on. And to both of us eating, all of those things are really important. You're making me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I know, me too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I'm curious, you've talked a little bit about that kind of connection with food. Did that come from experiences growing up? Were your families big food families or kind of where did you find that love of yeah, I guess pastry and baking, sweets. Yeah, my family, huge food family. I mean, meals were, you know, really important. And um, after dinner, we always had dessert. And my mom always made, she's a really good cook and a really good baker. And she was a little bit, I think, kind of ahead of her time. I mean, we really didn't have any processed or packaged foods growing up. And she was a great cook and a great baker. So you know, we ate a lot and thought a lot about food and <laughs> sat down around a lot of tables full of food. You know, Sunday night dinners were always like definitely like a family thing. Yeah, I had the, axle, the opposite <laughs> growing up with my family. You know, um, love my family, amazing, but food was never, it was kind of, it was not the experience that Pam had. Um, and I was the youngest in my family. And so when my um, brothers and sisters had gone off to college, I remember my mother was not the most adventurous cook um, and didn't love food. Um, so that, that that experience around food wasn't that important, but I thought about a lot about food. <laughs> and I remember like, I would kind of cook these kind of special meals for my parents and we would kind of go into the living room, set a nice table and try and, you know, make it more of a festive experience. Um, So that was kind of, I think it was opposite growing up experiences coming out with the same. My mother was very adventurous, but sometimes she didn't tell us exactly what we were eating. Like the first time she made tongue, I was like, oh, "Oh, what is this? (laughs) Like, oh, just try it. I was like, oh, this is kind of different. It's kind of like ham. Like she, she didn't tell us. And then, of course, you know, you eat it and you like it and you move on. <laughs> I guess that's the best way then. I appreciate it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my family took me to like this Chinese restaurant and um, they had frog legs. But like in Chinese, the frog leg like dish is called sweet chicken, like the Chinese translation. So they were just like, it's sweet chicken. And I'm like, okay. And it tastes like chicken. Uh-huh. And then later on, like a few days later, they were like, oh, you know, you ate frog legs, right? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah. So so when you guys started, you opened up this bakery on 74th, right? Um, and it was this one bakery and you had this neighborhood connection. Did you ever see it growing? And did you ever see yourself opening up other locations as you have now? We saw the bakery being really successful. Like we had big dreams for the bakery, but we, in our mm-hmm. mind, the bakery was our little bakery on 74th Street. Like we right. weren't really thinking about other locations. I mean- we Yeah, thought- that was not the initial, not even initial, that wasn't in our thought process at all. It was just, yeah, making it this really amazing neighborhood Special place. place. And the, the friendships that we've made from there, you know, from the neighborhood in 74th Street, really like lifelong friends. And I think can, pretty much every child who was born on the block while we have been there has, you know, worked at the bakery at some point in their yeah. lives, which is really fun. Yep. That's really, really special. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And then we were also like, 
a safe haven, um, you know, for kids. And we knew all the animal, the dogs on the street and everything. It was just, it was a really yeah. special. We got packages place. for people. Yeah. It was like, you know, <laughs> transfer keys, you know, it was like, yeah, it was kind of a real community place. Um, and when yeah. you guys first started out, you guys were probably always in the bakery. Who was kind of like the first person you hired to join the team? And like, how did that team grow? Ramon, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And yeah. So, so yeah, it was the first person that we hired was actually someone that I w had been working with at the restaurant. And um, he was with us for quite a while. And it's so funny because when, it, when you think back to those days, we're still in touch with a lot of those people. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, we didn't have many employees, but um, they were all like, we were all just, we were, we were friends, you know, we were all just having, working hard, having a good time. And, you know, we wanted it to be, you know, a place that you wanted to come every day. And we wanted both the people working there, including us and our customers to, to want to come by and to make it, you know, a fun, place to be. So I think that, you know, we've been able to do that. I think we're still doing that. I mean, we still see so many, we meet so many amazing people and see so many amazing friendships develop from people working at the bakery. It's yeah. really, it's, it's really nice. It's special. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, so when did you guys kind of, I, you said the summers were slow, but now like there's lines out the door every time I walk yeah. past. When did that change? Like, you know, there are, when you think back at it, there are definite moments of like turning points. Right. And I think, you know, the first one was we had an, an incredible article in the New York times, but that didn't really generate these lines, but it did generate interest. Well, the um, thing about that was that, you know, people still got the newspaper. It wasn't online and, and every, everywhere in the country, you know, people got the paper in the morning and read it. So the day that that article came out, we got calls from, you know, every across the country. And so that was like the first, I think, really kind of brand building experience. Yeah. Cause we weren't really getting calls from anybody then. It was just like... <laughs> They're like, what's that noise? It's like, well, oh, it's the phone. I called to fact check the night before the article came out. And Connie, you know, was mopping the floor. I was in the back. And, and she thought that, you know, they were trying to sell our New York Times subscription. I know. <laughs> oh, sales people. Yeah. That's it was yeah, funny. That was but, funny. you know, so things like that. And then, you know, we did several, a lot of Food Network um, shows. Yeah. But I think that the one that really made a, a huge difference for us was we did a throwdown with Bobby Flay um, in like 2000. I I've watched it. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it was fun, you know? And very rarely do you get like that sort of exposure for a half an hour, you know, all yeah. basically focused on you or your business. And then we won. I would say that that is where the lines really started to form. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, then social media started playing a huge part yeah. in everything. And so it was just these gradual things. And and then of course, word of mouth, right? Really right. little by little and very organic. Like there was no overnight light switch. I mean, oh. as, as somebody says, you know, you're an overnight success after 25 years, yeah. you know, <laughs> just know. kind of like how, how it, it was. Right, but that I'm thinking back now, there was a couple of incredible things, but for about four years, we were the number one restaurant 
on TripAdvisor in New York City. Like people <laughs> would call and, you know, like, maybe, you know, they want to make a reservation or like, you know, and so finally TripAdvisor <laughs> started to make, they made a bakery category, you know, to kind of separate it out. I'd like to think that it was because of us. I don't know. But um, yeah, so number one restaurant on TripAdvisor for like four years straight. So that that helps too. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's been so impressive is like how true you guys stay to the brand. Like I want to learn more, know more about like the um, the thing you slept on the t-shirt, like world peace oh. one cookie at, the t- at a time and like just staying true to like hiring good people who are kind and want to make people happy. Those things are really important. And I love that, you know, that t-shirt, we talk about that all the time. It's so like, we came up with that because we'd see the lines outside the bakery and we'd talk to people and there'd be people from all over the world, all different places, you know, countries that were literally at war, at with, war each with each other and they'd be standing online and they'd be friends. And it's like, why can't the world be more like this? Why can't we be more accepting of each other and just be nice? And so that, that t-shirt we love because of that, but that also is sort of the philosophy of the bakery and how we hire. We've always thought that if you're a nice person and you want to learn, we can teach you anything you want to know. You know, we can't teach you how to be nice. So you've got to be nice to start with. And then sure, join the team. We're happy to have you. There's lots of things you can learn and lots of, you know, places to go. Yep. So it's pretty simple, but really important. But yeah, like those values that the bakery is built on, in, in my opinion, is as important, if not more important than, than the cookies. You know, the cookies are good. They're great. But mm-hmm. I think if you don't have the other things, you don't have anything. No, yeah, happy not. people make happy food. Yeah, exactly. Food. Like, people always say, what's yeah. the secret to the cookies? It's like we put a lot of heart into everything that we do. You know, everybody at the bakery does. We have such an amazing group of people and such an amazing team. And it's just, it's really fun. We all have a good time. And kind of starting to wrap up, we do have one last question, which is, do you have any advice for students or young people who are kind of looking to enter either the food and, you know, pastry industry or become entrepreneurs for themselves um, or kind of any advice you would have told yourself when you were around 18? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I think, I think, you know, not being afraid to follow your dreams and not being afraid of hard work and don't, and don't necessarily, I mean, take advice, but believe in yourself. We had people who told us we were crazy. And in the beginning, we're like, this is a silly idea. Get out of it now while you can. Um, And then we had friends who were in business school at the same time, you know, that we were kind of building the bakery. So it was always really interesting to talk to them and compare notes. um, Because we were sort of doing, I think that Connie and I are people like, we like to get in and learn by doing it and learn from our mistakes and, you know, not be afraid to try things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, learning, you know, like learning from your mistakes, everyone's going to make them. First of all, fix them, you know, <laughs> own up to them and fix them and make it right is such a huge thing. You know, people, I think people will applaud you for saying, you know, I, you're, I did make this mistake and I, you know, and, and making things right. But also, you know, especially in the food business. I, I can't speak to any other business that I've never opened um, another type before, but um, it's hard, you know, and, and you're not, I don't think overnight successes don't really 
like we said, after 25 years, you know, you're, you're an overnight success. It's like, I think being prepared for a lot of hard work and, and embracing it, you know, is, is what you should expect. It's going to take a while to, you know, to, especially if you're going in as a young person, you know, if you don't have a lot to actually start making money, but just kind of enjoy the process. I also think that like, if you're doing something to make a lot of money, that's kind of different. Like, I think, I don't even know what to say about that. I think that, you know, if you do something that you love and, you know, stick with it, you will generate income and, you know, yeah, you'll make yeah, a living and things, make but a living. yeah, and, 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 you'll have and, more fun. Or, and more, but yeah, I don't think you're going to get into the food business with the idea that, oh, you know, I'm <laughs> going to make a fortune, you know, if you do great, yeah, that's awesome. But, um, you know, it's going to take some time. So just be prepared for that. And you guys are like the perfect pair. I can't believe like you guys met at a swimming pool and <laughs> the rest was history. And it's like, the perfect partnering partners in crime. I know we could have had our caps and goggles on for this movie. <laughs> so um, coming to the end here, we have a fun speed round. So just tell us the first thing that comes to mind. What's one kitchen tool you guys can't live without? Oh, a sharp knife. A wooden spoon. What's your favorite midnight snack or late night restaurant? Uh, anything baked. <laughs> Pasta. Sometimes I say, sometimes I say my cell phone's ringing and the refrigerator's calling me that the pasta in there is like booing me over. I'm like, oh, I have to turn my phone off. <laughs> What's your favorite love and cookie? Oh. oh, that's a hard one. You know, I, I always, chocolate chip walnut is easy because it's like classic, delicious, amazing. It's a speed um, round. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the dark chocolate peanut butter also. That's what I was going to say, chocolate peanut butter chip half of each yeah exactly and finally we have the age-old question which is chocolate or vanilla oh oh chocolate chocolate but chocolate with vanilla ice cream is awesome too true so you're really sneaking both (laughs) in there yeah well thank you both for being on the show um we'd love talking to you You guys are both so lovely and we're huge fans of levin so it's awesome that you guys took the time out of your day to do that it's been so much fun you wanted to talk to us thank you so much thank you that's a wrap on our conversation with Pam and Connie from Levan Bakery. Check out Levan on Instagram at Levan Bakery or head to levanbakery.com for nationwide shipping. And here's some exciting news for our Philly listeners. Levan is now at Whole Foods in the Mid-Atlantic, so be sure to check them out the next time you visit. I know I'll be snacking on their cookies this holiday season. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at gourmandfoodpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at gourmandpodcast to stay up to date with all the latest events, giveaways, and our 12 days of food mess coming up this December. Thank you so much to Pam Louie for helping to make this episode possible. I'm Elena Cho. And I'm Maggie Tang. And this is Gourmand. <laughs>